sitting in my office on Friday after what has been a very long week. Um, Meta's like claws are so loud on the hardwood and I cannot get her to just like sit and be still. Um, so we're just not going to bother with it. Okay. She lives here and she's making it known. <laughs> um, I had a really busy week, you guys. Um, and I'm honestly loving it. I talked about this a lot with, um, other people and also on Instagram stories this week about how I just love to be busy. I love like being so productive during the day and so nonstop that you get to the end of the day and like sitting down just feels so much better. It just, it's my favorite thing. <laughs> I love it. Um, and I actually went and recorded a podcast with Amanda, which will air after this one or before this one. I haven't decided yet. Um, it'll definitely be one of those though. And, um, I'm so excited. I absolutely love talking to other people. I think that like other people's stories are just the coolest. So, um, I'm excited for you guys to hear that one, but, I wanted to quickly go into a little bit of 75 hard because I promised and it's been, so this week has been like super busy with work. Um, and honestly, I feel like the busier I am with work, the easier it is to do other productive things. Like if I'm busy, I'm more productive overall. Whereas like if I have a day that doesn't have a ton going on, I tend to not like fill the time. Does that make sense? Like if I have no hours and I only have like, let's say that I'm like packed to the gills and I only have like an hour break, I'm more inclined to fill that with a workout than if I have like six hours of my day that are empty and filling one of those with a workout, which is so backwards. I know, but it's just like the momentum of like, once I start going, I like, it's so much easier to keep going. So I have fit in pretty much everything that I need to do for 75 hard during my busy days this week. Um, today I feel like I'm struggling <laughs> and yesterday, those were my like two less busy days. I mean, I still like have stuff to do and I work till like nine 30 tonight, but I have too much time during the day. So I don't have the momentum. I think that after this, I'm going to take metal for a walk and just try to like kickstart my like momentum, um, and see where it goes from there. But I wanted to hop into the 75 hard because I, I'm just going to talk about it briefly and then talk about like my experience with it before and how I'm doing it now. Um, so I, this is a like challenge thing that was created by a guy named Andy, hold on, um, Andy Frizzella, Andy Frizzella. Um, the like front page of this like challenge website, um, you go to it and it says that it is not a fitness program. 75 hard is a transformative mental toughness program. This is definitely one of those guys that's like Mr. Entrepreneurial, like take a cold shower, um, work out at 5am every day. Uh, like all the like super annoying, like really <laughs> like entrepreneur things that like you hear, um, th this is like the embodiment of that. Okay. So I had heard about it. Um, I feel like a couple years ago, I think during COVID, it was a big thing on TikTok that I kept seeing. Um, people were posting about it a lot. So there's like a handful of different things that you're supposed to do for 75 days. So those things are two workouts, two 45 minute workouts, 
and one of them has to be outside drinking a gallon of water, read 10 pages of like an entrepreneur book, um, no alcohol. Hold on. Um, like take a, uh, fit like a, oh my gosh, like a picture every day, like a progress picture. Um, and then you can add like different stuff to it also. It doesn't have to be like just that. Um, it's like you can, oh, you're also supposed to pick a diet, which I talked about in, um, last week's episode about why I'm not doing that. But that's also part of it is like, you have to choose a diet. It doesn't specify what it's just like your thing. And then if you miss one of those things, like if you only drink three quarters of a gallon, then you start the 75 days over. Um, so we did this back last year, me and Parker did, um, like in the winter, I think it was like November, maybe, maybe not. It was a similar time of year as this year, but I feel like it was a lot darker and colder. So I think that it was just slightly later. Um, and we didn't finish it because we kind of decided that if it was affecting us negatively, like if it was not having a positive impact on our life, then essentially what's the point? So we did it to the point that we were like, okay, we have some things to take away from this, but ultimately like we don't want to get burned out and not be able to do the things that we actually like are really important in our lives to do these arbitrary things that is just part of this challenge. So we stopped it and kept going honestly with a lot of it overall. So we still try to prioritize taking a walk outside Um, not necessarily every day, but at least several times a week. Um, I definitely still read a little bit every single day. Um, water, I think comes and goes. Some days I'm so good about drinking water and some days it just goes away. Um, also the workout thing, I, you know, I, I work out as much as I can. Um, I think that the biggest thing to me is like learning how to listen to my body kind of has how I talked about in the last episode. Um, if you have not listened to that, um, go find it. It is episode five, um, should be the one right before this one. So, um, I am not doing any sort of like diet right now. Um, what we did before was just try to be more vegetarian, try to eat more plant-based, Um, I used to cook a lot with chicken, um, but then we got chickens and they're our pets now and eating chicken feels so cruel. Um, so we really don't eat any chicken. If we do eat meat, it typically is something like a red meat or like tuna, some kind of fish, um, but really no chicken. And so that's something else that we kind of kept going with and we still eat very like plant-based, try to center the meals just around like vegetables. And so I think that like from that, we really took away a lot and it definitely, what we decided is it really helps push you out of your default mode network. So instead of just like going through your life, constantly doing the same thing, never really thinking about it, it forces you to think about what you're doing every day and try to add in more healthy habits And instead of being like super hard on ourselves about it, we decided that like, that was just a good rule of thumb to like live by. Like you should try to push yourself out of your comfort zone and always be trying to improve. So when 
I kind of decided to do it again this year. I, I essentially, I'm not doing it. Okay. Um, I like the idea of setting some like goals for yourself that you would like to accomplish every day, every week, something like that. Healthy habits that you want to introduce. However, I don't think that it's like 100% necessary to really push yourself like to the point that you are like, oh, if I don't do this, then I just start over like getting into the habit of beating yourself up about not doing something 100% correct. I don't think is healthy. However, I also know that like some people do need that. Some people need that hard boundary that they know if they don't accomplish this, then they have to start over or uh, like they, they know that they need to be a little bit more self-disciplined. I'm someone that naturally is really self-disciplined. And so I don't feel like that's something that serves me in my life is to be like really hard on myself because I already tend to be like a little bit more intense and self-disciplined. So essentially the reason that I started doing it is because I started to see kind of a pattern in mostly my alcohol consumption, Um, I really like not drinking as much, but I do feel like when I start to drink a little more, I tend to fall into the habit of always reaching for something like a glass of wine or fun cocktail because I like to make cocktails. I really like the taste of alcohol. Like I'm not someone that tries to mask the taste of alcohol in my drink. Like I just, I enjoy the, like the burn (laughs) and there's not a ton of like mocktails that really like mimic that very well. Um, we figured a couple of them out. Um, we use like juniper syrup with tonics to make like faux gin and tonics. Um, and that's like pretty good. Like it is really, it's pretty close. Um, but overall it's a hard thing to mimic. So since I do just really like the flavors, um, I tend to like reach for alcohol more often than I would like to. And so that was a big thing for me that made me want to start kind of the process of, okay, let's reset. Let's take a look back at the way that I'm interacting with alcohol and also just like the world around me overall. Um, So for me, what I am doing is no alcohol except for like special occasion, like really putting more intention back into life. So Instead of always reaching for alcohol, making yourself really, really think about it. Like, do I really want this right now? What is the purpose? What's the like motivation behind wanting a drink right now? Um, And so that's been like a big one. I only had, I just went when I recorded with Amanda, we had some wine together, um, which to me feels very intentional. It's like, okay, I'm spending some time, some time with a friend, like we're having a good time and it's like part of the experience. Um, and so, but that was the only time that I have had alcohol since, um, I've done pretty good about being active at least once a day. Um, there have been days like when I just worked like 12 hours (laughs) Monday and Tuesday, actually uh, Monday and Tuesday, I did a really good job of getting both like a workout in and also an outdoor activity, um, which for us is usually just walking the dog. Um, our dog meadow, the one that finally settled down, (laughs) you can't hear anymore. Um, and so actually, yeah, so my busy days have been better about it, but there have been days like on the weekend 
where like me and Parker are being intentional about like our time together. And sometimes that looks like not going to do workouts separately. Um, so maybe we'll go for a walk. Maybe we are just like enjoying, you know, going to estate sales or hanging out together, going to the farmer's market, that kind of stuff. And in that case, I'm just not that worried about it because you also have to live your life. (laughs) But I also think that movement's super important. And I do want to be more mindful about incorporating that into my life more mindfully. It is something that I obviously try to do regularly anyways, but putting that extra little bit of effort and self-discipline into working out. Um, Usually I go to a yoga class. Um, I just went for a run the other day, which is the first time I ran in so long. Um, It feels so good. And also doing yoga has helped my run so much. I honestly am shocked. Like my alignment so much better. I feel more like bouncy in my run. Um, my breath is more steady. Just overall yoga has, it's, I will preach to the ends of the earth that everybody should do yoga. But anyways, that's typically what my workouts look like. And, um, water, I've been trying to be really good about water, except I think that for me, a gallon is too much. So I do three quarters of a gallon Um, which is like three of my giant water bottles. And I definitely like being up on my water. It also encourages me to drink a little bit less coffee because I'm like, okay, well, if I want to get all my water drank, then I kind of have to start now. Um, And I can't like wait and have like six cups of coffee or whatever um, because it's just too time consuming. And um, it just forces me to drink more. My skin feels better. Um, overall I have more energy, like drinking water is just really good for you. However, I feel like a gallon is just like pushing it in your system too much. Um, if you drink too much water, you can become dehydrated because it flushes so many electrolytes out of your system. So you do have to be careful when you are drinking a lot of water that you're actually not dehydrating yourself, which is something that we ran into last time we did 75 hard. We both were like, lethargic and we kept having to buy coconut waters to replenish electrolytes. And so that's another thing that I feel like if this isn't serving you, if it's actually having a negative impact on your life, then it's completely defeating the purpose of doing the challenge anyways. So instead of pushing yourself to do an arbitrary challenge, it's better to figure out what works for you and what actually is bringing value and improvement into your life rather than what are the technical rules of this challenge. We're going to pause and do a little ASMR because my little cone, my incense cone keeps going out and I can't keep it lit. Um, so I'm just going to do a little, (laughs) you're just going to listen to me light it really quick because I cannot get it and it's driving me crazy. It keeps going out. Honestly, I hate ASMR. (laughs) Anytime it comes up on my TikTok of somebody doing like a live ASMR, it drives me insane. Like, I can't stand it. I don't understand why this cone won't light and I'm trying to light it with matches, which might be part of the problem. But here's the thing is the lighter is downstairs and I don't want to go get the lighter. (laughs) Even though by now I could have probably actually had it lit and kept it lit. So if this one doesn't work then I'll just go get my actual lighter because the match is going to burn my little fingers off. Okay. Okay. I think we have it. 
Okay, the cone is lit. It's burning. We got to wait for that little ember. I got this little, it's like a little, um, like hut. <laughs> it looks like a little pizza oven. Um, and you put like the little top on and the smoke comes out the top and it's so cute. I got it when we went to Minneapolis at like this super cute little store. Okay. I think we might have an ember going. Okay, I think I got it. Okay, we're going to hope that that stays lit. It smells really good. I just want it to, like, stay. <laughs> um, okay, so back to 75 hard. <laughs> took a brief... Whew, smoke's in my face. Um, we took a brief detour there. Um, so the thing that I have really been wanting to do... Um, more so with 75 hard. So currently, instead of following those all exact rules, um, I'm a little bit looser about it. I'm more like everything in moderation. You have to make it fit to your life. And so for me, what that looks like is, like I said, the three quarters of a gallon of water and at least some kind of movement every day. Also, um, now I have to remember what the things are. I'm not taking a progress picture. I can't. I Look, for me, <laughs> that is like, I can't take an unflattering picture of myself and then compare it to the day or the week before, because one, as a woman, my body changes so much week to week that to look back at one week where I was um, follicular and compare it to where I'm luteal, there's just absolutely no way that's going to make me feel good and better about myself. Um, I'm always going to compare it and I'm going to be upset if I don't see progress. Um, it's the same reason that I don't weigh myself. I know that it fluctuates and I can't always be like working towards some arbitrary number because it just, it changes so much that it's not fair to myself to put that on me. So I'm not doing that. And I, so I'm not, I'm not doing the picture. Okay. <laughs> I'm not doing a diet. Um, I am trying to get some movement in, trying to get some time outside, especially because it's so nice right now. It's a beautiful time of the year to be outside anyways. Um, and I do think that like fresh air has an insane effect on you. I think that it's super good for you. Um, I'm definitely reading every night before bed again, as much as I can. We recorded the podcast until like 1130 last night. And then I got home and I was talking to Parker and then it was midnight. And so technically the day was over anyways. <laughs> Um, but to me, like sleep is something that I prioritize and it's more important for me to get like more sleep than it is for me to read my pages or whatever. Um, and so I am reading mostly every night before bed. I try to have a really good nighttime routine of like at nine o'clock, I start getting ready for bed. I, you know, finish cleaning whatever needs done around the house so I can feel like everything's like put away. Um, I get ready for bed. I do my skincare and then I will read until I feel like I'm pretty tired. Um, sometimes that's a little earlier, but usually about 9:45 is when I decide to close my book. And then I will either put on a guided meditation. I like mindful in minutes. Um, it's like a podcast. It's on Spotify and Apple, I think. So if you have either of those, you can listen to it. Um, it's a wonderful woman that does guided meditations. Um, there's so many on there. There's so many to choose from. There's always one for what I'm feeling. And 
or I will do my own guided meditation. I'll do it myself. Um, sometimes I listen to like the sound bowls, um, in my headphones while I do it. Usually Parker's also getting ready for bed at this time. So it works better for me if I can put in like my big, like noise canceling headphones. Um, but sometimes I will do it without headphones if I'm feeling extra, like a little challenge for myself. Um, and I just do a 10 minute meditation, 10 to 15 minute meditation. Um, and then sometimes I just like lay down and I listen to the bowls for a little bit. Sometimes I put my headphones away and I just, you know, go back to silence. <laughs> um, but it's been a super nice nighttime routine for me because I feel like I sleep really good. Um, it helps wind me down. It helps take me off of my home, my phone for like an hour before bed. And I really like that. The other thing that has been really important for me to do, um, especially when it comes to working out is for a while now, I think about a year ago, I downloaded an app, um, to track my cycle. And I did this because I actually didn't have a period for a really long time because of the birth control that I was using. Um, I, it ended up through whatever, (laughs) It's a little bit of a change, but I started actually getting a period again and I was really upset at first, (laughs) but then I decided that I actually wanted to be in tune with my body. I think that as women, we spend so much time like at battle with ourselves and like, I always felt like everybody was super mad when their period came and like, there's just a lot of like complaining that happens around (laughs) like the inherentness of being a woman, which girl, I get it. Okay. However, I know. And how many times am I going to say, however, that's not even something I say in my real life. (laughs) What I decided is like, I don't want to be at war with my body in any of those ways anymore. Okay. So I don't want to constantly try to fit myself into a smaller box. And I also don't want to constantly be at war with the thing that like makes me feel like a woman. Right. And it's like, we should see it more as a special thing (laughs) and, and then just like something that puts us more in tune with nature and with our bodies, um, than we see it as like a disadvantage, um, because like, yeah, our cycle's different and maybe the day-to-day activity of the sun isn't like in, like it doesn't run alongside that because our hormone cycles are a month. And I've seen a lot of things about like, ah, our hormone cycles are a month and men's are a day. And that's why like the world is made for a man. But I feel like it's more that it's made around the sun (laughs) and they tend to obviously like their hormones are in line with the sun and ours are with the moon. And instead of feeling like that's a disadvantage, I decided to start taking it more as an advantage in working to learn how to live in harmony with that. So one of the things that looks like for me is to listen to the way that my body wants to work out and be productive. So I do really like to work out hard. Like I like to be super, super productive and busy, but I also know that when I am in like follicular and ovulation, that's going to be a lot easier and it's going to come a lot just like it just comes naturally during those times. Um, however, during luteal and menstruation, I obviously am a little bit more lower energy. I need a little bit more gentleness. So learning to work in harmony with that instead of like every third week being like, dang it, why am I so lazy? Like what's wrong with me? Why do I feel crappy? 
and learning to work my workouts around that. So at the yoga studio that I go to and I teach at, there are also sculpt classes, which are cardio and weights. Um, and it's a little bit like it's based around a yoga flow, but it's more like it's higher intensity. Um, and so when I have the energy to do those and when I am follicular and ovulating, then I will tend to go to those classes. But when I am more luteal and menstrual, then I will, is that right? Menstrual? Is that the fourth one or is that called something else? Hold on. I feel like I need to find out what it is. Cause I, I'm sure I like, I know that you know what I'm talking about when I say that stage, but it's like the four seasons of, oh my gosh, what's it called? Like when you're in your winter. So let's see. Yeah. It's called menstruation. Okay. I just wasn't sure if that was like a term for the actual like menstruating instead of like the phase, you know what I mean? Okay. But anyways, um, when I'm in like those, (laughs) then what I like to do is more of a, like, like gentle workouts, things that are like more slow flow yoga or walks or yin yoga, um, things that feel better to my body to treat it more kindly. Um, so what I've learned to do is to push myself and know the times where my body can handle a little bit more like intensity and when my body needs something that's more gentle. And for me, a big part of that has been coming to understand that it'll come back around (laughs) because every time like I would be lower energy before I would be like, oh my gosh, it's over. Like I'm lazy now. I have no energy. This is just who I am. And then every time I would come around to having energy, I would be like, oh my gosh, this is who I am. I have so much energy. I'm so productive. I'm never going to feel bad again. And understanding that both of those things are temporary and that they continue to cycle and that one isn't going to just disappear and I'll be stuck being like a completely different person um, has been a really big part for me. I feel like so often um, I see like posts or whatever where girls will be like when I'm super cranky or whatever and then like everything's going wrong. I hate everyone. And then all of a sudden I get my period and I'm like, Oh, that's what it was. Like, I don't want to feel that way. I don't want to like be surprised every time. Um, because that's obviously like a super chaotic way to live life. So instead I want to be very aware of my cycle. I want to live in harmony with it. Um, the other thing is that I've learned to eat with it and I'm not perfect at this. (laughs) It's something that I'm trying to work a little bit harder on um, because I did it for a while and I do feel like I felt a big difference. So there is a book. um, Oh, no, no, no. It's not a book. Sorry. It's an article that I read um, about like what you should eat around what time of your cycle. So when you are in like follicular ovulation, like it's a lot of like raw foods, like raw vegetables cold, like smoothies, um, that kind of thing. And the further you get to menstruation to your winter is the more like soft foods, the easily digestible things that you should eat, like roasted vegetables, slow roasted meats, um, soups, like things that are very gentle on your digestive system, um, essentially because there's just so many other things going on in your body and 
doing something that's easier for you to digest. It's going to just make you feel better, um, a little less worn out. Like just think overall, like more gentle and kind. Um, I have, I really like doing this, but it is really hard to eat like that just because sometimes I don't feel like roasted veggies for like two weeks straight (laughs) and just figuring out ways to cook to be in accord with that. Um, it's a completely different way of cooking. Well, it's not completely different. It's just like, you have to be really mindful of it. And usually like I'm cooking for me and Parker, which he's like totally on board with eating for my cycle. He does not care at all. (laughs) Bless his heart. He is just like the best. Um, because he's not like, I'm not eating for your cycle. Uh, I'm not a woman. He's like, Oh yeah, absolutely. Like let's figure out ways to support you. Um, because he's essentially not affected by it either way. So of course he's just going to eat what (laughs) is there. Right. Um, it is just like really hard to be mindful of it and shop for groceries. Like it's just, you have to think about it so much harder than just like, Oh, what sounds good. Um, so it's something that I want to be mindful of, especially when I am, um, luteal and menstrual, because I think that that's the most important time for me. Um, the other times I know that it's like just a good time to get those raw veggies in and eat really fresh, but I'll I'll take it one thing at a time. Um, I can't do everything all at once. So as I like approach the other phases, I will be doing more like soups and roasted veggies and trying to come up with ideas that work in accordance with that. Um, so that to me has been really important. I, like I said, I'm just kind of done being at war with myself (laughs) overall. And this is one of those things that really encompasses that it's something that I want to have more appreciation for and view it way more as like a superpower than I do a disadvantage because I'm not going to change it about me. Like I am somebody who like has a monthly cycle. And so I can continue to just be mad about that. Or I can do the thing that I was preach, (laughs) which is that like, you can always choose to be happy and positive and like, like you can choose to see the brighter side and overall that's going to improve your life. So when it comes to being in my cycle, I have chosen to work in accordance with it to allow it to let me feel closer to nature um, and to appreciate that it's a really unique thing that does put us really in touch with the world around us. It puts us really in touch with ourselves. Um, And along with my journey of just learning to listen to my body, um, both in like my hunger cues, this is the other part of that, to listen to my body, to see what it needs each day. And most of the time that doesn't look like two really hard workouts believe it or not. Some days it does. And that's something that I really crave and I need a really long workout and I need a good sweat. Um, but a lot of times it doesn't look like that and learning to recognize the days that I do need to push myself because that's something I'm craving and the days where I need to push myself to be gentle. Um, like that's been really important in that journey too. And I think that overall it's made me feel more at one with myself And it's made me more connected to the people around me because I'm not so like wrapped up in my own negativity than I do. Like it's easier for me to recognize, oh, today I actually have a lot to give and I do feel like I can be really generous and I have that energy 
and recognizing that since I know that's fleeting and that's going to cycle out, taking advantage of that day to really give back to people and do something positive. Um, it really, it benefits the people around you. And then when it comes around to when you don't have that energy, a lot of times it comes back around and somebody else does have that energy today. And they know that you gave back to them when they didn't have the energy. So it creates this really nice cycle of giving. And I think that if everybody was more in tune with that, then we would have more of that, like beautiful feminine community of like giving and receiving and all of that stuff. So that's the really like hokey <laughs> flower fairy of me. Um, but I do feel like it's nice. Again, I just, I think that we need to stop being at war with our bodies because I don't know. I know that it's a little bit of a bird. I don't even want to call it a burden. I know that it's like an extra thing that you have to be mindful of. And that's really hard, but I think that the energy drain that you get from constantly being upset with yourself is like way worse. And I think that if you learn to actually work in tune with your cycle, your cycle also gets better. Like if you learn what workouts you need to do and what food you need to eat and like you're supposed to drink less caffeine closer to your winter so that your cramps are not as bad. And knowing those things, being educated on that which it has so much to do with your hormones. And I wish that I knew more about hormones overall. I feel like in health class, they put a lot of like emphasis on your, like specifically your menstrual period. Like they talked about periods. They talked about like tampons and pads and like that stuff. Like I remember that, but the, like it's more like, oh, this is the only part of your cycle rather than this is a quarter of your cycle. Um, and I think that also seeing it as your entire cycle and you get this negative view of it because you're like, oh, I hate my cycle because it brings cramps and it brings like low energy and all that stuff. And seeing it as the outlier by itself makes it in like it puts this in such a terrible light. Whereas if you see it as a quarter of your cycle and you see the advantages the rest of your cycle brings to you, then you're going to be like less upset overall when you do get your period. It's more like, I don't know, like if you can see like the more like beautiful feminine part of it rather than the uncomfortability, like to use that for me as a time to really be in my feminine has been really helpful because like it, it brings in that really gentleness. I like for me when I'm in my Oh, that's a car. When I'm in my like, um, like follicular and ovulation, I know that like, I'm a little bit more in my masculine, right? I have more of that like strong, like strength energy, which you could also argue as a feminine strength. Absolutely. <laughs> but for me, it just feels like that's when I'm more in that, like, like, I can't think of the word, but like that strength, that like masculine strength. And for me, when I'm menstruating, that's more like I feel in my feminine, like gentle comfort, like energy, you know, like I am like, okay, I want to take it soft. I want to be surrounded with, you know, like herbal teas and maybe take a bath and like do a face mask, not face mask because I just did a face mask and it made me break out and I'm so mad about it. <laughs> but like that, like those self-care things that make you feel really good to like use that time to be really in your feminine, to surround yourself with other women, um, to do those 
kind of things, um, I think is really helpful. So to work more in your cycle. Granted, I know that not everybody has a job that allows for that. They work in a place where like you have to be kind of in that masculine energy all the time, that productivity um, and everything. But I think that overall, if you are more able to embrace that sometimes you can do that and sometimes you need to be more gentle, then you can be more productive in that time when you are in like you're more spring and summer. And then when it comes to fall and winter, like instead of trying to spread that energy out over the entire month, you know that like, okay, this is my really productive week. Let me really hit it hard so that you can kind of like coast through like your other two seasons. Does that make, and again, I know that's not everybody's reality. I am really blessed to like have a job. Um, I'm blessed, but I also worked really hard for it. I would like to make that note. It's not just by happenstance, um, but I recognize that I am in a situation where I can kind of allow myself to do that. And also sometimes I don't feel like doing work and I do have to do it. So I think that we all have those things, but overall being more mindful of our like cycle and being able to like live in accordance with that is helpful for everybody. Okay. It's helpful for the people around you. It's helpful for you. Um, it, it's just been kind of like a game changer. Um, between that and yoga, I'm like a brand new lady. (laughs) Really? Um, so I don't, I feel like that wasn't as much about 75 hard (laughs) as, um, professed, but I think that those are the thing. like, so for me, that's a thing that I'm working on. Um, if you want to do 75, the way that I see it is more like, what, what can, what can you accomplish and what can you do? What can you change in life? If you commit to being, ugh, my cone went out again. Are you kidding? Oh no, it's already burned away. Oh my gosh, that burned so fast. That's so annoying. Okay. Anyways, um, like what can you do and accomplish and like, who could you be if you really committed a set number of days to being the best version of yourself? And setting goals of the person that you want to be. Think of like, and to me, like this is a helpful exercise anyways, to like think about where you want to be in your life and then like think about what the steps look like to get there. So I heard a helpful thing recently that was like, think about the person that you want to be and what their, like what did their success habits look like? And then instead of working instead of like specifically working to this goal, instead just start to incorporate those success habits and see where that gets you. So to me, 75 hard is more of that. It's who do you want to be? What does does your ideal person's success habits look like? And how can you pick up just one or two of those for the next 30 days, the next 60 days, the next 75 days, whatever you want to do. And taking those things and incorporating them into your life is even if it's not working towards something specific, like... And it doesn't have to be a hundred different things. Like, I think that's, that's a nice thing about 75 hard. Like it sounds like a lot, but if you just want to drink more water because you know that like, that's a healthy thing to do, then just add that in, like choose two things or one thing. Or I feel like so many people are like, oh my gosh, I wish I read more. And to me, I'm like, okay, well then read more. Like just set aside, you know, five minutes before you go to bed and read one page. It doesn't have to be insane. Sometimes I pick up my book and I will read a paragraph and I'm like, yeah, I feel, I feel good about that. Um, cause it also depends on the book. Some book I can tear through like 20 pages. 
Um, like if it's like a memoir or something, I can read a ton and it's great. And it's like stories. The book that I'm reading right now is like kind of heavy <laughs> and every sentence has so much information in it that if I read a paragraph, sometimes that's enough for me to chew on for a while. So like setting goals for yourself doesn't have to look exactly the same as like somebody else's goals or, you know, if you want to read more, you don't have to sit down and read a chapter. You can read a paragraph or a page, like just start to incorporate those habits in really small ways. And then eventually that grows into like larger ways. Um, so I think that absolutely here's my like synopsis, synopsis summary, um, is you should definitely do 75 hard, but do it in the way that you figure out what that looks like for you. And then stick to that figure, like use it to help yourself get to know you better and don't like, I don't think that you have to do it the way that Andy Frizzellis, Frizzellis, and the Frizzellis, you don't have to do it the way that he does it. Okay. Do it your way. Figure out what that looks like for you. If that means that you start with the outline 75 hard program, because that's like an already baseline that somebody else created and you don't have to go to the energy to like create your own thing, then do that. And then as you're doing it, like really be in tune with yourself because here's the thing is it is really hard to better yourself and to incorporate new habits. So it's not, Oh, is this hard? It's, is this too hard? Is this, is this not adding to your life? Like, is it negatively impacting you or positively impacting you? I guarantee that getting some movement every day is going to positively impact you, but that doesn't have to be two 45 minute workouts. It could be a walk. Like your dog would love to go for a walk every day with you and you should probably be taking them. <laughs> so, you know, do it for your dog. <laughs> you don't have to do it for you even. But then start to actually like take a moment with yourself after you do each of those things and like do a body scan. Ask yourself how you're feeling. How did that impacted you? What did you get out of it? What did you not get out of it? What do you, what do you wish that you got out of it? Um, and by like making the habit of constantly checking in with yourself and doing those scans, I think that you get way more familiar with yourself and you get in the habit of constantly checking in with you. Um, and I think that that's the most valuable thing about it. I think that if you're just going to arbitrarily do the tasks set out in 75 hard and you can get them done every day, great. But if you didn't learn anything and if it's over and you immediately go back to what you were doing before, I think that that's a complete waste of your time. Um, if you're going to do that, then great. Like you've proved to yourself that you can do it, but what are you going to do with that information? If you can prove to yourself that you can do that challenge for 75 days, um, what else can you prove to yourself? How can you take that determination and that drive and take it to something that is really beneficial for you and not just a challenge that is over after 75 days. Um, so for me, I do think that it's constantly important to recheck in, especially with alcohol. I think that our culture is very tied to alcohol. I think that there is such an unhealthy obsession with it and a necessity to have it everywhere, especially as a social lubricant. Um, I don't think that you should have to use it as a social lubricant and I totally understand the need and the want for that. Um, but I think that relationships tend to be deeper and more intentional when they're not like 
under the costume of alcohol. If the only time you can have fun with someone is with alcohol, then like maybe you guys don't get along that well and they're not actually serving you in that friendship. Um, like I said, I really like alcohol. I think that it's just the tastiest concoction ever. <laughs> I also understand that like it's not good for you and it's like one of the worst drugs that you can do because of its impact on your body. Um, there's always like that study, right, that everybody says where it's like, oh, a glass of wine with dinner is like really good for you because the antioxidants. Um, have a side of blueberries instead because also the negative impacts of alcohol overshadow the antioxidants. So that's actually a fake study um, that like the alcohol corporations paid to have done or something like that. I don't know. Um, don't quote me on that. <laughs> but it's just not like alcohol is not good for you, right? Um, and I definitely think that like everything in moderation, right? I also don't think that you should, unless you have a problem, I don't think that you should 100% ban yourself from something because that restriction a lot of times can lead to like that unhealthy obsession and desire. Like I was talking about last week with the food, if you get into that like scarcity mindset and you are always like saying, I can't have this, then your brain immediately is like, well, we want it. <laughs> so Obviously, if you have a problem, I, I don't know anything about that. I can't speak to that. That's not my situation. That's not my experience. Uh, but I would say, like, rethink your relationship with alcohol. You know, why do you have to have it all the time? How is it serving you? How is it not serving you? And, like, in what ways is it, like, that you think that it is serving you? How could you, like, bring that about in different ways? So, for me, like, I love a little fun drinky drink, right? So, a lot of times that looks like, well, how can I make a mocktail that is a fun little drinky drink that I can put in a glass? Like I can still do like a rim of sugar and like a pretty garnish and like use my vintage glasses and mix up syrups and like all of that stuff. I can do that. I can still find that satisfaction in it. I really like the, like the bite of alcohol, right? Like the burn. Um, so tonic water, specifically you want to get really specific here um the indian fever tree tonic um it's like the premium indian tonic it's the yellow one that is my favorite tonic i feel like it has the best bite to it um also the elderberry one's really good but i prefer just like the plain like premium indian tonic yellow okay that's very specific that to me gives a very similar like bite as alcohol. Um, and then like, I don't know, it allows you also to like find interesting things like the juniper syrup. Like that's so cool. I wouldn't have known that you could buy juniper syrup otherwise. Um, and there's a lot of different things like that, that you can add to your drinks to make it more interesting and to like discover new things. So again, it's just kicking yourself out of the default a little bit more. Um, and that to me is like the most important thing. So if you are going to do one thing out of 75 hard, um, I would say con reconsider your relationship with alcohol. I think that's the biggest one. I think that's the thing that most people could benefit from because so many things follow that. Um, you know, you, you feel better in the morning. You feel overall more hydrated. You are more motivated. Like it doesn't make you feel as lethargic. I also feel like it helps with financial goals. <laughs> How many times... Have you been drinking and spent way too much money either on alcohol or 
like it's made you buy something that you didn't need online because I do not have to have that much of a drink before I get shoppy. <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but if you just like reconsider that and think about it, and I so I think that that's like the one thing I would say to start with with 75 hard. And just choose one thing. Start with that for a week and then add little things in one by one. You don't have to do it all or nothing. Um, I think that the program is very much designed to be that way because it is that like entrepreneurial TM vibe. But, you know, that doesn't work for everyone. For some people, like I said, it works great. But you have to remember that everybody is different. Not everything is for you, okay? Take it and make it yours and know yourself well enough to understand what that looks like for you also. Um, that's that's my um, breakdown of 75 Heart. okay? <laughs> definitely try it. Definitely absolutely be somebody who starts to incorporate new things in their life. You don't always need to do the exact same thing every day and have the same patterns. Um, that's not good for neuroplasticity. That's not good for longevity of your body and brain. Everything in moderation, Okay. These are my tips. Listen, listen to me. I'm so wise. <laughs> I know exactly what I'm talking about. Just kidding. Um, I think that's enough of that. Take a little bit of something new and incorporate it in your life. Um, if you don't want to do that with alcohol, if you're not ready for that, that's okay. Read a paragraph or a page before bed. Drink like one extra glass of water. Okay. Um, take your dog for a walk. That's what I'm going to do right now. Okay. She's waiting. She's looking at me. She says, let's go lady. So I will talk to you guys next week. Um, look out for the interview with Amanda coming up. We talk all things thrift. Um, I will post that coming up. If you do not follow me on Instagram, it's at Madeline Hewen. Um, also at two thirty coffee spelled out T W O T H R E E. Uh, no, T-O-W-T-H-I-R-T-Y-C-O-F-F-E-E. -E. There we go. Spelling B. Thank you. Bye.